0: Are you an entrepreneur, industry expert or influencer? Did you know that speaking is one of the highest paying professions in the world? Download my free PDF checklist now and you can learn how you can become a highly paid speaker. Go to jamieabbott.com forward slash speaker guide.
1: Welcome to the Perfect Public Speaking Podcast, where you learn how to master your public speaking, how to become a paid speaker, and how to boost your business using public relations with your host, Jamie Abbott.
0: Well, my guest today is the founder of Flossy Creative, Justine McLean. And Justine is a business money mentor on a mission to help women in business improve their financial literacy. A registered BAS agent, And host of the Secrets of Successful Business podcast, Justine was named one of the Coach Foundation's top female business coaches in 2022. Justine understands the business numbers and empowers female entrepreneurs and business owners to take the actions necessary to create profitable and sustainable businesses that fit into their unique definition of success. With close to 30 years of experience in small business, e-commerce, publishing, and insolvency, Justine is sought after for her practical, tailored, and proactive approach to business. And Justine is available for one-to-one coaching and offers a range of courses to help accelerate small business. Doors are opening to Flossy Creative's new signature course, The Business Money Formula, on the 26th of April, 2023. Here to tell us more, please welcome Justine McLean. Well, round of applause. Hi, Jamie.
1: Thank you so much for having me on the podcast. It's an amazing opportunity to
0: talk to you. Well, thanks for being here. I I need to get a round of applause button, I think, actually. so, (laughs) So many things I want to ask you about selfishly because of my own business and managing my own finances and all that sort of thing. And when I asked you to send me through a list of speaking topics, the list was really, really attractive. I wanted to do them all, but one that I really wanted that stood out for me is the pricing formula and specifically Mm -hmm. how to get the prices right. And importantly, make money in your business. What's the answer? Tell me. Well,
1: that's the million-dollar question, isn't it? I think. Um, I think. Look, there are there are many different ways to price your products and products and services. There is no question about that. You know, you'll hear some business coaches who'll promise you that you can make, you know, seven figures or, or six figures a month just by having a mindset shift. Um, There are other people who sort of want to start with this ideal uh, sort of uh, amount that you want to earn every year or that you want to turn over every year and then work backwards. Uh, There's the profit first model that you can use to sort of, you know, come up with your prices. And they're all great options, but I think as I've said to you before, For me, they're kind of a bit like diets. They work while they work and then when they don't, you fail spectacularly. And I think the reason for that is because in a lot of those cases, we're being told to compare ourselves to other business owners or set a target for our business that might not be realistic or to, um, you know, sit in the woo-woo and see how a particular price feels for us. And to me, it's just not practical. Uh, I've worked with, you know, intimately with business owners who have turned over millions of dollars and business owners who have turned over a couple of hundred thousand dollars over, you know, a long time now. And I think, you know, the bottom line is it all comes down to what does it cost you to run your business? But most importantly, why are you in this business game in the first place? You know, what does success, really mean to you as a business owner. And that could be, you know, a good better best goal. It could be this amazing stretch goal that you have in mind. Or you know, or it could be a dollar figure. It could be that you want to make a million dollars a year, or it could just be that you want to have every afternoon off with your kids when they come home from school or that you want to work four days a week, or that you want to take this amazing um, creative endeavour that you've got and you want to be able to give that out to people because you know that it's going to transform their lives and really help them um, kind of have a a better, beautiful uh, business or life as a result. And so I think it's really important to understand that as the tipping off point for pricing, um, which kind of sounds a bit strange.
0: I love that. And so is it simply based on what you're saying there, is it simply a matter of saying, okay, I want to earn a million dollars this year, so therefore divide that by the amount of hours. This is what I need to charge per client? Is it that simple? No, it isn't.
1: So it starts with working out what your unique success definition is. And when you know that, and sure, it might be tried with dollar figure it may be but quite often it shouldn't be because here's the thing about earning a million dollars to earn a million dollars it's really hard it takes a big team takes a lot of advertising it takes probably more work than you're anticipating it sounds really good but i've actually done this exercise this exact exercise that i'm going to run through today with a client of mine who wanted to earn that million dollar mark and you know, she would have to sell her products for such an unbelievable amount of money. No one would ever buy them. So really what it is, it's about starting with that success definition in mind. So what does it mean to you? And then once you know what that means, once you understand why you're doing what you're doing in the first place, then you have to start to think about, okay, um, is my success definition tied to a dollar figure? Is it dollars in the bank or is it just the hours that I want to work? Um, Is it just delivering that thing that I really like? And when you know that and you understand that, you can then start to think about, okay, well, in an ideal world, how many hours do I want to work every single week, you know, um, in my business? Do I want to work a full week? Do I want to work five days and eight days? you know, hours a day? Do I want to work, uh, you know, five, five hours a day because I just want to work during school time and I want to work for four days a week? How many holidays do I want to have every year? So because, you know, obviously when, when you're working in corporate, when you're working for someone else, you're turning up, right, and you are getting paid regardless of whether you are working for the whole 37 and a half hours that you're there or whether you're actually sort of skyving off and talking about, uh, I don't know, maths at the water cooler, right? It's like you're, you're getting paid. Um, you get your four weeks annual leave every year. If you're sick, you can have a sick day. But when you have your own business, you kind of don't get any of that. And so I think when you're building this success definition, you really have to think about all of those sorts of things. So I always say to people, Sure, write the dollar figure down, the the dollar figure that you've got in mind for let's say your turnover or maybe it's the salary that you want to earn. But most importantly, write down how many weeks a year you want to work, so how many holidays you want to give yourself and how many hours you want to work every week. And when you know that, then you have to think about, okay, Not all my hours are going to be created equal because, you know, Jamie, I mean, you are the content queen. You must spend a lot of time creating content. And as you're creating that content, for example, no one's actually, you know, paying you necessarily for that time. You're getting paid when you're one-to-one coaching or whether you're, when you're standing on a stage and talking to, you know, to an audience or when you're doing some of your coaching or inside your PR club. But when you're doing your content, you're not actually getting paid. So it's about understanding the difference in our business between those hours where we are getting paid, those billable hours, and then those non-billable hours. So let's say we're all working a 37 and a half hour week, but actually our billable hours are only 15. That's the number we want to start to work with. And so what we're looking to do is we're looking to take what we perceive as our billable hour number and then extrapolate that over a full year saying, okay, how many, how many weeks of this year am I actually going to work? 48? I want to have four weeks off. Doing the maths on that and then coming up with what I like to call our ideal hours. So the ideal billable hours that we're going to work in any year. And when you've got that in place, then the next step is about really honing in and understanding what does it cost you to run your business? And so a good way of doing that is heading over to your profit and loss statement having a look at that. If you've got one of those, if you don't have a profit and loss statement uh, that you can pull out of cloud accounting software, then, you know, go and look at your bank account and try and work out what it is, you know, it costs you to run your business or have a look at last year's tax return. But we're talking about all the costs here. We're talking about the wage that you want to earn. So it's not the wage that you are earning, it's the wage you want to earn. We're talking about the superannuation on top of that wage. We're talking about adding in an expense line for tax savings, for what you know you're going to have to pay out for your GSP if you're registered for GSP or for that annual, you know, sort of tax return um, once, you know, sort of end of financial year hits. And then we're adding in, very importantly, a profit number. So I usually work that out as a percentage. It could be 5% profit, it could be 10% profit. And when you've got all of those expenses and you know what they are, then basically what you're doing is you're dividing that number by uh, the number of billable hours that you can work in a year. And what that's going to give you is what I like to call your ideal hourly rate. So let's say you go ahead and you you do that maths and you discover that it costs you $200 an hour to run your business. Well, if you're doing one-to-one coaching and you're only charging $147 an hour for your services, it's a very cheap coaching rate, I know, but, you know, you're missing the mark. You're actually losing $53 every time you turn up for work. And so that ideal hourly rate is going to be your jumping off point for all of your pricing and it's going to be the way you sit down and price not only your products and services but if you've got a course the way you price your course and you know obviously there's more to it depending on what your offers are but in a nutshell that's how i look at pricing
0: so interesting, so many things there, and I think as an online entrepreneur, the opportunities I feel are endless as far as the profit, and you know you don't have to pay a lot of overheads that a store or a retail-based business may have to as well. Um, but you can certainly waste a lot of money as well. So mm-hmm. it's a case of um, the old saying: it's not how much you earn; it's it's how much you keep as well, and really keeping a close ear and eye to the ground on your profit and loss statement and not burying your head in the sand about your expenses?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Because, you know, one of the most asked questions that I get from the people I work with is, you know, I've got this great turnover, I make all this money, but I'm looking at my bank account, where's all the money gone? Where's it gone? And so, You know, it's then a matter of kind of, you know, having a look through and determining where that money has actually disappeared, Um, and it hasn't disappeared because it's gone in tax that they didn't account for, or it's gone in a whole bunch of subscriptions that maybe they don't need anymore, or it's gone in um, overpriced uh, insurance fees, or. bank fees that they don't need to be paying because they could have a fee-free account. Um, there's lots of different places that the money just sort of disappears. And so I think for me, I always encourage uh, business owners that I work with to keep a really close eye on the numbers, even if they outsource, even if they have a bookkeeper or a BAS agent or an accountant that they work with on a regular basis, um, and so they're not diving into their numbers weekly, Um make sure you sit down and look at your numbers at least once a month and really deep dive into those expenses and see where the money is going out. But more importantly, where it's not coming in. So you might have an offer that's no longer working for you or it might be that you really need to review your pricing because you've got this great turnover but your business expenses have increased. So doing that, having a regular visibility on your numbers is going to be the sense check that you need. So, you know, when to pull those levers.
0: It's so interesting talking about the billable hours because I, I've recently, well, in the last 12 months made the shift to digital entrepreneur. That's what I call myself because I am one. Um, and it's funny because traditionally I would think, okay, I've got a three hour window here. I want to mm-hmm. put that in with billable hours. I can get three coaching clients, one hour each on zoom. And that's great. But I've now learned from a scalable point of view, if I can block out those three hours for content creation, I'm able to in the long run make a lot more money because it's going to get more people into my business to join my course or to join my membership. So psychologically, mm-hmm. it's, it's a weird shift. Because I think I'm missing, I'm turning away, I'm blocking this out in my calendar. I could be getting coaching clients or putting a workshop on or doing some PR work for a client and then I'm going to be getting money. But you have to kind of think, no, I'm going to sacrifice those billable hours to be able to reach more people in the long run. Do you think that's a weird psychology you have to try and get um, grips with as as an online business owner? Yeah. 100%, 100%, and you know, it's it's interesting you say that because I'm actually going through that exact
1: experience now because back in February, I sold off part of my business. So my business was, uh, you know, sort of one part we did, uh, I did BAS work, so Baz compliance and bookkeeping uh, for a whole big client list. And then on the other side, it was all about financial education and one-to-one coaching. And, you know, I was sort of dabbling in, in courses. Um, you know, the bookkeeping side of things just wasn't lighting me up. I mean, how many times can you look at a whole bunch of lines and go, well, is GST on this or, or not? You know, it was more that strategy that I knew that was really sort of filling my cup and and I knew I could make more of a difference if I work with people one-on-one or in a course setting um, and it helped them improve their financial literacy so I made this big decision to sell and then I literally woke up the day after and I thought wow well I've got no deadlines uh, because I had daily deadlines before Um, I've got nothing that I really have to do I know I've got this course that I'm launching at the end of April so there's a whole lot of stuff I have to do in that launch runway and I've and i've got a few coaching clients that i've still got on the go but they're just fitting in here and there and so it was very much this oh gosh you know i would turn up for work every day and kind of feel guilty because just a week before i was making all of this money every day um and and my staff were helping me do that and now i was making nothing but you're, you're exactly right it has to be this this mindset shift that all right, I'm doing this now because I know that in a few months time when I launch this course, it's going to be a big payday, which will in essence, if I've got my pricing right and I get the the uptake on the course, cover off all this, you know, downtime that I've got right now, or not downtime, but non-billable time that I've got right now. And for me anyway, it's something I have to remind myself about constantly because otherwise I'm feeling stressed about where the is coming from.
0: Yeah, absolutely. One other thing I just want to ask you about uh, finally is, do you think it's a perception thing? And I'm all about teaching people how to charge their worth and people always undercharge. Business owners in the PR <laughs> club do that uh, and speakers do that. We always speak for free and we should be charging or we're charging way less. And I learned that the hard way when I overquoted a client and they accepted it. Um, do you think uh-huh. the perception thing? So, for example, as a coach, if you're charging, to, I, I hear this all the time, and even I've had this experience myself, if you charge $2.99 an hour, you're getting no one because people think uh-huh. you're too cheap. But the minute uh-huh. you price is up and I'm $8.99 an hour for a coaching call, people see you as, oh, it must be worth it, even though it's the same service. Do you find there's a perception uh-huh. issue when people put their prices up, they tend to often, well, in many cases, do well or better because they think, oh, they're more expensive, they're premium, they're, they, must, they must be worth it. Yes, exactly. And I
1: call this the Mossman mentality. And I apologize to anyone in Mossman that is listening and who may take offense at this, but- You have lots, um, of,
0: you have lots of listeners from Mossman. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but, but back in, and this is really going to age me here, back in 1996, I'm going to say, I was down at the local shopping mall with my two children. And we were sitting there having a lovely morning tea and this little old lady came over and and asked if she could sit in a spare chair because she was particularly enamoured with my children's very blonde hair. And so we got to talking and she told me the story about her son who was a prominent obstetrician in Mossman. And he had a lot of children. I'm not going to say how many because it might give it away, but he had a lot of children. And he'd also just had a heart attack And so he was told by his specialist that he needed to halve his workload. He was told that he was working way too many hours and that the best thing he could do was cut them down. And he went home and spoke to his wife and said, well, we can't afford that because we have all these kids and they're all going to private school and we live in this beautiful house. And so they decided, probably he decided at the time, that he was just going to double his prices. He was going to work half the hours and double his prices. And he thought that that would be fine. That would work. That was a great business model. What happened in actuality was that he doubled his prices and he ended up with double the customers because everybody thought he must be better because he's double the price of everybody else. And so he very quickly went back to working a full-time job. Fortunately, he kind of got his health in check and didn't have another heart attack as far as I know. But there you go. That's living proof
0: that it happened yeah I love that and I'm just going to ask you this final question to leave you on and because you asked me this on your podcast and I love it as a final question what if you had a billboard what would the slogan be for Justine McLean so it would be nothing is ever wasted because you
1: never know with what you're learning right now or the experience that you're going through when that is going to come back at some point in your life and be the thing that you need to get you through the crisis or to get you through a particular problem that's happening or to help you achieve uh, what it is that you want to achieve. And I've found that so many times in my life. So, yeah, nothing is
0: ever wasted. I love that. So great. Especially, yeah, with lessons learned, I totally relate to that. And that's why I feel I can deliver such value as a public speaking coach, because I've made so many mistakes myself and nothing has been wasted because I can pass that on to others. Here's what not to do. So I love that. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) Thank you so much, Justine McLean, for coming on to Perfect Public Speaking. It's been really eye-opening and I'm hoping that so many people who've listened to this are now thinking about their pricing strategy, maybe charging more and reworking how they actually uh, have their pricing incorporated into their business. Thank you so much. It's my absolute pleasure and thank you for having me on the podcast.
1: Thanks for listening. You're on the way to perfect public speaking with Jamie Abbott. If you loved this episode, please share it on social media with your friends and tag us at Jamie Abbott. You can check out Jamie's free resources and courses at jamieabbott.com.